Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh boy. Hey everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, This is today, the show with Dr. Glenna Rice is, uh, we've done a lot of shows together. We have done a lot of shows together. And yet, this is a topic that I know we've kind of skirted around. We kind of danced around this. But here's the question for today. What do you love? about your problems. What do you love about your problems? And this is, I think, one of the most pivotal conversations that we can have right now. And I I mean, whether we're looking at this at the micro level, whether we're looking at the, you know, the global level, whether we're looking at this a family level, a community level, what would happen if we would actually be open, I'm not even saying you're going to take this journey with us today, but what if it were possible for you to explore that question and be open to it at least for the next hour? And this is a show I want to encourage all of you out there to take down our call-in number, 1-800-930-2819, because we are going to get fired up about this today. What do you love about your problems? What if every problem is a possibility you have not yet considered? What if none of our problems were real? And this is really very, very cool. Why? Because something happens when we open ourselves up to possibilities, something happens. You know, just the word problems, it's hard for me to say right now because I've learned through my friend, Yvonne Oswald, every word has power. And so we're using it for those of you out there in the same way we use the word failure. Uh, if I were to replace this, probably the, the hair all over the back of uh, Dr. Glenna Rice's neck would stand up. But if I were to replace the word with this, what do you love about your failures? Okay, everybody out there, all of the folks that email me when I say something like that, just hold on for a minute, hold on for a minute. Dr. Glenna Rice is one of the most sought after facilitators, access conscious facilitators. I've gotten to know her very well. Whether you're uh, wanting to work with her about how to best how to best be an outstanding parent or how to live in the world of possibilities. You know her. She's been on the show. She does a fabulous show with us. And today, 
This is no surprise to me. But one of my team members said to me the other day, you're getting just like her. And I said, who? They said, Glenna, you know, uh, you just asked the question, what is so right about this situation? And we're like all looking at you like nothing is right about it. But that's why we're doing this show today. Dr. Glenna, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me on. That was awesome. Yeah, what's the right about it? Not kidding. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's get rid of the hot flashes right now, everybody. But I want you to call in today. Listen, this is how we get to change the world. What do you love about your problems? I am encouraging you throughout this show today. And if you can't call in, send us, go to our website, The Dr. Pat Show, and ask your question right on the right-hand side. If you're on your smartphone, you can do it there. But this is a very important show today. Glenna, what do you think about that? What do you think about this idea of asking questions that seem so weird to people? Well, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, asking questions is how you change things. If you ask questions and you don't come up with answers, you ask questions that actually create a different possibility, you open doors for something new to show up. You open doors to change things that aren't working. Like that question, what's so right about this? I'm not kidding. Is it opening doors to look at something from a totally different point of view and start having all this information that can change your point of view come in? I mean, there's so many things that I've changed by looking at it. What's so right about this? I'm not kidding. And I may not get anything cognitive, but I can get an energy or a space or something that lightens the, the yuck up. I'm like, okay, there's something here that's being created with what I'm deciding is a problem or think is a problem or think is a failure or any of that. There's something opening up. There's something being created that I'm not aware of that if I become aware of it, I can start contributing to that. And it creates so much ease. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we love our problems, um, but I think most of us would like to create much more of our life without it from problems. And most people are looking for possibilities of greater or more. It's difficult at times. Maybe we don't want too much more, but we want something to change. And if you really have things going on that you want to change, asking a question opens the doors to possibilities to change it. If you fixate on the problem, if you fixate on the stuff that isn't working, then that's what you get more of. I mean, it's not just your words that have power. It's your entire point of view. And a question can help you change your point of view. You know, well, and this, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, just that question, what's so right about it changes your point of view and starts creating what your reality changes. Yeah. This is like, for me, this has been one of the most important shifts and changes that I've made in my personal life, um, you know, in what I do, is to be open, to be open to even, let's say, to be open to be willing to explore that question. Because I think we have to get to the place where we take that first step. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the first step. And, when, and often when you do, when you finally ask that question, you're stuck in your thing, you know, your head's tripping, everything's awful, nothing's working for you, nobody likes you, and you ask a question, what's the right about this I'm not getting, or how does it get any better than this? That's another mm-hmm. one of the great access questions. Um, mm-hmm. You can start cracking things open. 
to have something else. Because, you know, there's only so long we can sit in our mess, usually, until we, you know, actually make a demand or a real choice to change it. These questions make it easier. They can make it quicker. And you go, oh, wow, okay, how does it get any better than this? Okay. It actually could get better than this. I mean, it's pretty awful now. <laughs> it's good. It could get better. And then you start seeing, like, people will show up. You'll get a phone call from someone, like you talk about on so many times um, when you started your radio show. Um, you see something on the Internet. You just feel lighter so you can start looking at possibilities. I mean, it can just change your point of view where you go, okay, this is a mess. I'm done with it. No more messes right now. What else can mm-hmm. I What else can I create? Those are all questions. And, you, and answers are not what we're looking for. We're looking for, um, you know, it's like from a curiosity of how can this change that I haven't even considered. Yeah, you know, I I think something happens when we start down that pathway, Glenna. Uh, And for those of you just tuning in, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. I want to challenge folks for this because you're going to see that this is a super energetic game changer. It really is. The very notion of being able to say, what do I love about my problems? What do I love about them? And and to take that journey down and to look at questions like, uh uh-oh, hold on, everybody. If you're driving your car, pull over. Here here we go. How much do you love your problems? Yeah. There's a reason for this line of questioning, though, Glenna, right? Yes. Yeah, there is. How much do you love your problems? Well, if you keep creating problems, there's something about it that you like. Probably love. Um, it's working for you somehow. It, it's not going to be, it's the insane stuff that it's working for usually. Like, you know, it doesn't make any sense to say, I love my problems, I hate my problems. But what do you love about hating problems? If you keep functioning from creating problems, there's something about it that you've decided somewhere worked for you. Maybe not even, you know, not, it could be from when you were a young kid. Maybe when you created a problem at school, you got your teacher's attention. Maybe when you had, problems your mom helped you out. You never pay attention to you except when she did that. Maybe it's from some other lifetime. Who knows? But there's something about it that you decided they work for you. You know, and this reality is very much about solving problems. I mean, if you're a problem solver, if you're good at it, what do you have to create? To keep solving problems. You have to have problems to solve. You have to find people with problems. You have to help solve their problems. You have to create problems you can solve. You know, and that's great. You know, for so long, yes, I create a problem, I solve it, and it's like, phew, I'm good at solving problems. If you really want to create stuff greater, what if you could create from not having any problems, which is a really unusual and weird way to create most, you know, most of our lives, is we do create some problems. We create most of our choices, most of the things we choose, we create from fixing problems, solving problems, or avoiding problems. You know, that would be a problem. I'm not going to choose that. Or we, you know, create relationships because we have similar problems. Or we're going to solve the other person's problem. Or they're going to solve our problem. What if there's something greater than that? You know, what if there's some way to choose to create your life that doesn't have to be from that? Mm-hmm. And that would just be from choice. Wow, I'd like to choose this without a problem. What could I choose if I didn't have any problems? What would you choose if you didn't have any problems? See how that question messes with your head. <laughs> I mean, it still messes with mine a little bit. I've been asking it a lot in the last week. If I had yeah. no problems, what would I choose? And yeah. I like, wow, I mean, where something has to be maybe going to go wrong or has gone wrong, 
And that's a place where we usually choose from. And if we weren't choosing from there, what what could we create? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this is really where we shut a door by not looking and exploring. There's like a door that gets shut. You know how I learned this, um, of course, in the conversations you and I have had, but one of the things that happens with this question, what do you love about your problems? Someone very close to me that I was working with uh, when I was really, I would say when I was probably at my sickest, you know, when I'm physically ill. Um, Mm -hmm. And the person I was working with uh, said to me, you know, what do you love about your disease? You know, what are the benefits you're getting from this? And she wasn't as kind and gentle as you are here in what we're talking (laughs) about. She was like relentless, you know, but after I was done being seriously angry at her for about a minute, I don't stay angry very long, but after I had that moment, I realized I had a list of these things. I had a list. I had a list of reasons why this thing I was going through, as horrific as it was on the outside and to my body, I was getting an enormous benefit from it. And so because of that, I've just been holding on to that thing. I mean, let's just, that's like a pop song. Hold on. That's it. <laughs> what is it about us where we just holding on? We got the death grip going on to our problems. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, you ready? Yeah. All the relationships. What if I said something extreme to everybody? Like all of our relationships are created on the basis of our problems. Is that true? Is that right? All right. Yep. (laughs) Give us a call if you'd like to, or otherwise get ready. Fasten your seatbelt. We've got a solution for you. Better yet, we got an opportunity. We'll be right back. Are you looking to grow spiritually, expand your consciousness, increase psychic abilities? Well, there's a free app for that. Pure Light offers audios that transmit high spiritual frequencies to help you awaken to your full potential. Hundreds of audios created by some of the world's top energy healers, and many are free. Enjoy the latest in conscious technology and download Pure Light today. To find out more, visit purelightaudio.com. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Are you ready to attract abundance, release stress, look and feel younger, all from your smartphone? Get Pure Light, a free mobile app with audios that transmit powerful frequencies to shift anything in your life. Created by some of the world's top energy healers, these audios have created miracles, often quickly. Enjoy the latest in conscious technology and download Pure Light today. To find out more, visit purelightaudio.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Ah, uh, yeah. I have been known to hold on for one more day. And then one more week, and then one more month, and then one more year, and then one more decade. Oh, boy. That doesn't work out really well for me. Yep. I'm the queen of staying in relationships way longer than probably most therapists would tell me I can. But if I were Glenna Rice and I were sitting here and having a conversation with her, maybe I'd get the question, what was so right about that, Pat? Let's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Glenna Rice is in the house. But before we get back to this question, what do you love about your problems, folks? What do you love about them? You know, I'm going to go through my list a little bit here today, and we're going to give you a little bit of an example of what this could look like. What do you love about your pro- problems? And why do we want to ask that question today? You know, how is it that that question can reveal so much to us about our relations? But here's the thing. At the beginning of the show, every show, The question that gets asked, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And I'd have never changed that question, uh, although I've gotten hundreds of emails from people that say, you shouldn't be using the fail word, and I never change it. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you had no problems? What would happen in your life if nothing, zero, nada was a problem? How might you? It's the same question, but in a different way, right? But before we get to that, listen, let's talk about a couple of classes that you're given, especially for our friends and mostly all of my relatives down in South America. Uh, Did you know that I found out that uh, my grandfather was born in Brazil. Did you know that I found that I was part Brazilian? No, I did not. Isn't that fascinating? That. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I just did my, yeah. you know, I just did my DNA testing. I did my whole family's for Christmas. I brought them all at Christmas present. Yeah. My youngest daughter did it and I was like fascinated. Um, I found out both of my parents are from, I have Iberian Peninsula, which is Spanish, like 20%, which we never knew about. I've never oh. heard of any of my ancestors coming from Spain or Latin America or anywhere. They've always pretty much been Irish or English energy. So I have um, a little Spanish and a little Latina in me. Right. But isn't it because you asked the question about what else is possible here? What's a possibility? I mean, that's the journey we go on. 
where we open up the door for that. And now we're connected on the internet. So I go on the internet and I find my grandfather's birth certificate. And right in a birth certificate, it says da 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 da. Here, and I saw my mother's side because I never understood why my mom's family looked like they did. And on my mother's side, I see my grandfather, and there he is, right? And so I can only imagine why my grandfather hid that. See, he must have seen it as a problem, yeah. right? For me to be in the generation I'm in, to go on and explore this and find it. And I, and I love knowing that about that side of my history. But obviously, my grandfather had thought that must have been a problem, right? And yeah, so yeah. imagine what if it wasn't a problem to him and all of us can embrace all of my South American relatives, which I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great, like, because a lot of people have, uh, yeah, especially now in this wonderful administration, you know, there it is a it's being put out there. It's a problem if you don't look and act a certain way. One right baby and everyone else, a problem. Big problem. Uh, but asking the question, truth is it a problem? Is this actually a problem? What if this was a possibility I've never considered? Um, mm-hmm. I, Arnold Schwarzenegger did some video. I kind of like the guy because he's a big Terminator fan. I really liked that movie. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a little odd, but I, I, you know, I like the guy. And he was talking. I think I read this about when he. Um, came here from Austria, and everyone said he couldn't get a job working yeah. as an actor because he had this accent, this terrible, terrible accent, and it's not a great accent. Um, but then he made the Terminator movie, and he said, I will be back, which is one <laughs> of the most famous lines. And, you know, he was told that that worked so well because of his accent. So what, what was everyone was telling him was a problem because of his ethnicity and his accent. He turned around into a possibility. I love that. Like, what if every problem anyone's ever told you had or you thought you had is actually a possibility to create something more? Like, turn them 180 degrees and what is actually possible? That's why with that wonderful thing you have at the beginning of your show, what, if you, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Yeah. Like, if you knew you couldn't fail, what could you create? What if you turned every failure into a possibility? Right. Every problem into a possibility. I mean, what right. if that's what it actually is and we miss it? What if we stopped missing those possibilities? Mm-hmm. And that's where we, you know, the question, being a question allows you to ask that. Yeah, because you nailed it. What what happens is, and I want to go back to this, but before we do, I want to just talk a little bit. You've got a couple of events. First of all, I want to make sure that we get in here how people can find out more about you, how they can work with you directly. But also, uh, tell us about some of your upcoming events. Yeah, I'm going to Ecuador. Yeah. And- Soon, actually. I'll be there on the 1st of June um, to teach the foundation class, which is the beginning, you know, access class where you first start to learn all these great tools and a whole bunch more and start to get out of the problem reality into something greater. You have to start to have access. We've given a few tools on this, but in that book, in that foundation manual, there are pages of tools you can start changing things and look at things different and uncreate the best places in your world. Um, so I'm teaching that in Ecuador, and then I'll be teaching a three-day body class. And so I'm in Quito and then Guayaquil, Ecuador. Um, and I'm brushing up on my Spanish, which is terrible. They call me, um, I'm soy la guera latina, pero no hablo español. So I'm yeah. blonde. Yeah, you, you got to do that. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we all have to do it. I, I'm getting yeah. uh, schooled 
by my nieces about, okay, it's your way past due. You're way past due. So I am learning. Uh, uh, okay, so interesting. I'm learning a little bit of Chinese for my ping pong player people. I'm learning mm-hmm. uh, a, a version of, you know, Russia from the Ukraine for our technology people and also a little bit of Spanish. And can you imagine having my brain and and, and having all of this come through in a, in a sentence, right, with a mixture? Mm-hmm. These folks spend most of their time laughing at me. But, you know, it's part of this question today. Yeah, you know, the, what do you love about your problems? And how is it going to get us to possibilities? Because I've never learned anything really about possibilities from trying to fix. You know, I'm not known as a fixer, by the way. I haven't really learned very much. What happens when we get into the fixing mode? Does it help us to possibilities or does it take us on a different route? Oh, I think it takes us on a different route. Fixers. My, my dad's a fixer. You know, he's a guy and he loves to fix things that are broken. And I grew up in a family where cars were always breaking. They always, I just assumed cars broke. In fact, when I moved out college first time with my car and drove down, I went to grad school and drove down to L.A., I was kind of terrified of what I could, you know, dad wasn't around. What if my, something happens to my car? Is it because cars need to be fixed? That's what I assumed. I, what I found out is I actually don't. <laughs> cars don't actually break down nearly like they did in my family. My dad created that. He loved to fix things, so there was lots of things that would break. And when he used to visit me, things in my house would break. So I, um, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, gave me a great question to give him a honey-do list giving him things to do, a honey-do list that I would give to my mom before they showed up. Like, oh, this light bulb needs to be changed. The drain's not draining very well. I'd give a bunch of things so nothing had to break for him to fix. Mm -hmm. So if you are a fixer or a problem solver, you will create these things to show up in your life. Your point of view creates your reality. And we create from this amazing magic, and our magic doesn't always look like it works for us, but we're still creating some magic. And you'll start creating things to fix, and you'll create problems to solve if that's what you love to do. And that may work for you. I mean, you could, if you're a great fixer of things, go find all the people that need things fixed and create an amazing business out of it. But if you acknowledge it, then you can use it as something to create more with, or you can choose to change it. It's where we don't acknowledge it, where we pretend these things that are breaking are just happening. No, we actually are the creators of everything in our life, even that weird stuff. Yeah, but when we look at this, so often, Glenna, right, would you say... So often we step in uh, a pot. Let me just say we step in a pothole. Let's just use that. That's my my yeah. analogy. I'm from New York. So, you know, I've stepped in a few potholes, you know, actually I almost drowned stepping in one of them New York potholes. They're so deep. Um, but, but we do. We step in a pothole, right? And, yeah. um, you know, it, it could be as uh, nonchalant as an event as, oh, stepped in a pothole, but you know what? I have an extra pair of shoes at the office so I can, like, right. Or stepped in a pothole. Oh, my God. Another one of these potholes. I just stepped in the pothole. I just ruined my shoes. And, you know, by the way, this is ridiculous. Now I got some pothole stuff on my uh, work outfit. And, oh, now I'm angry. Now I'm walking through the streets of New York angry and it momentum builds up because now I notice all the gazillion people that are on the street walking with me. Now they annoy me 
And so by the time I get to the office, go upstairs only to open my drawer to find out my shoes are not there. And I have to walk around in my big business meeting and I've got what you might call the muddy shoe syndrome. I think I'm just going to turn around and go home. But see, that's where we go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a choice to go that down that road. And sometimes that works, you know, sometimes for, you know, we can spend a day in that or a few minutes. Um, and we <laughs> always have another choice. We always have yeah. another choice. And this is where the tools are amazing. because You know, it's a minute of teaching swear words, potholes, sixty streets, muddy shoes, all of that stuff. But how long, how fun is it to stay that way all day? or even more than a couple minutes. And then, because you always have a different choice to look at something different. And you can't ask, like, hey, what was so right about stepping in that pothole? I'm not getting Maybe you are, you know, in your head a little bit too much before and you need to be more aware when you walk. That could be a really good thing to have walking around the streets in New York, being really aware of the streets, but also everyone around you. So it could be, you know, something possible showed up with that and you'll start walking with a different awareness of your surroundings. That could be a mm-hmm. cool thing. You know, Maybe you stepped in that pothole and because of the time it took to get out, you avoided something. Maybe the universe totally had your back somehow. Or what if you just want a new pair of shoes? And that was the only way <laughs> your body and the universe could get you the awareness that there's some new shoes and you got to get them. So we're going to get you in this pothole. Actually, that's a real story I just shared with you about the pothole. And you're absolutely yeah. right. So, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't step in the pothole and go down the, the rabbit hole. Uh, but what I did was I realized that I may or may not have my shoes. And I don't know if you've ever walked the streets in Manhattan, right? For those of you that don't know, almost every block in this area of Manhattan that I was walking, here's what I want to say. You pretty much can buy anything that you need. Pretty much can buy anything. You know, you go into what would be like a general store and you could probably buy anything from pantyhose to an entire kitchen at these stores, right? Yeah, uh-huh. But what was it that happened to me with that? I thought about this and I said, oh my gosh, yep. And I started to look along the way to see if there was a store that I could just drop in because those stores open at an ungodly hour and just get a temporary pair of shoes. And that is actually what I did. Now, moral of the story is, I actually did have another pair of shoes in the office. But see, we wouldn't stop to think about that. We wouldn't have the wherewithal. Not when you have the anger going on. You can't can't see those things. I mean, anger distracts you from awareness. You know, and when you walk into a store like that and you buy the new pair, like, who are you meeting? Who are you engaging with? What's that creating? Um, there's a whole bunch of things you miss if you go into the anger. If you stay in the question, then you can start seeing what the possibilities are. And that's the brilliance of not going into the problem. You know, that's the brilliance of it. It's going, well, what else is possible here? What am I not getting about this? And you can start having the universe can start gifting to you the multitude of things that's always working at gifting you that you're usually ignoring, um, like a new pair of shoes or a new person that you meet or avoiding something. And you can't, you can't see or be aware of what the universe is gifting you when you're in it, the problem or in the anger or everything's wrong in your life. Those, those things solidify your, the energy you are. So they make you so solid that you don't have the space to even access these things that are available to you all the time. That's where the question, being in the question, allows 
that stuff starts showing up. I had a question that came in. Yeah, I had a question Mm -hmm. that came in from one of our listeners. And so let me just let let me just get us. Let let me just bring it up because it's a really good question. Uh, uh, Oh, oh, a little Spanish. We got. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) They're testing me. (laughs) Buenos dias. Okay, thank you. Yes, this is from a Maria in Florida. Buenos dias. Uh, You know. You know, and everybody abbreviates. So bear with me while I read this. You know, this is an interesting question. You two are really something. Love about my problems. Huh. I'm going to think about that. But here's the question I have. How does, how do, yeah. How does looking at my problems or loving my problems Help me get out of my problems. <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a good question. Look, that's, Lena, do we want to go to break and think about question. it or or do we want to answer it? <laughs> Either way, you choose. I can do it after. Yeah, let's go to break. Now. Let's go to break okay. when we come back. And we'll skip the next break because all of us want the answer to this. All of us want this. We're going to take a short break, everyone. Dr. Glenna Rice. For more information about Glenna, please, please check it out. You can find out about her at glennarice.com. You can go to facebook.com, Dr. Glenna Rice. You can go to Facebook, Glenna Rice. You can go to Twitter, Glenna Rice. Accessconsciousness.com. What else do we want to do? Send people. Oh, that's right. Okay, I liked you on your page. Oh, oh, wait, wait. If you go to Facebook, you can also see the three-day body class there in Ecuador. Cool. Let's take a short break. Okay, all right. Here's the question. Maria, sweet. I love it. Buenos dias. So question is, how is this, how is loving my problems going to help me get rid of them? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio. Sometimes you hear encouraging messages like transform your life now, become empowered, create the life you crave, and it all seems overwhelming and you're not sure where to start. I'm here to tell you that self-improvement is not always fun and easy, but it is always worth it. The path to creating positive changes begins with releasing the things that have been holding you back. Then you can create a life that inspires you. I know this because I've done it. You can find out more about what I do by visiting my website, seattlehealinghypnosis.com. I look forward to supporting you on your journey. So when are you most peaceful? When you're connected to your source. When you have a deep connection to your soul. And you're living your spiritual way, your unique way. And when are you most stressed? When you're not. It's really, really simple, friends. When we start to borrow desires, we start to control others and situations and people, things go wrong. Nobody wants to be controlled. So it's really important to get connected to the source if you want to remain stress-free. When you're connected to the source, you will have deep access to your own intuition, your own way of living, absolutely fresh and new every moment. 
Are you ready to make deep, lasting, transformative changes? Then tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio for Susanna Jameson's hit show, Love Light Sound Radio. During her show, Susanna inspires and supports spiritually and health-conscious individuals all over the world to reconnect with their hearts, their inner peace, and balance. Love Light Sound Radio. Transformation happens here now. For more information, visit SusannaJameson.com. This is Debbie Pokornik with a break-free parenting tip. Parenting will always be a bit of a mystery. Who knows why some parenting ideas work and others do not? Or why some kids seem to succeed despite family setbacks, while others have so much given to them and yet fail to thrive? The one thing we do know is that once you have a child, you'll never be quite the same again. Awe-inspiring emotions like overwhelming love, extreme guilt, intense frustration, and incredible joy make this job second to none. Breaking free of parenting pressures means recognizing the pieces that make us unique, the pieces that we carry with us from the past, and the pieces that are influenced by the society we live in. When we can pick and choose which pieces we want to keep around and change the others to align with our inner wisdom, we will feel more self-assured in our role as a parent. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. Yeah, everybody, welcome back. Oh, my gosh. I should have recorded the, uh, uh, the um, yeah, the breaks. breaks. Actually, yeah. did you know I now have a way to record them um, But and play them? We were talking about, Glenna and I, you, you, everybody, you all are going to be shocked. Glenna and I actually see something that is happening right now. And that is a problem for both of us. But let's get to Maria's. Let's get back to Maria first. We really do. We see it as a problem, both of us. Um, All right. What do you love about your problems? And so the question is really from Maria. Thank you, Buenos Dias. Okay. How is loving my problems going to get me to the place of literally getting rid of my problems? This is like cool. Like how is this going to get me, going to change my end game? Yeah. No, it's a great question. And it's, it's, so how does looking or loving your problems get you out of your problems? Mm-hmm. It's not about, so what we're talking about is not um, continually to love your problems. It's to acknowledge that somewhere you do. It's only, mm-hmm. like being brutally, you know, being brutally honest with yourself, which I love that. It's like, you don't ever have to tell anybody. But if you can be honest with you, that, oh God, I love creating problems somewhere. I get that this problem created that and it's created that and I got some benefit, but it's really not where my life wants to go or where I want to be, then you can acknowledge that you love them and you can stop. You can change it. You can create something else besides loving your problems or something else besides creating a problem. And a really great question you can ask, and this is one of those questions where you have to look at what is lighter for you, which is, you know, what's true for you is light, what's heavy is a lie, and if to ask the question, truth, is this a problem? And then go, yes. And no, and see which one's lighter. So if you can see if it's actually a problem. What most people find is that they're never a problem. Even with bodies, Dr. Pat, I work, you know, hundreds and thousands of bodies over the years I've worked with. And this is a question I ask in my head and sometimes mm. out loud to the person. Truth is this, this, this a problem. And I can tell you there's only been three times in all the years I've been working as a physical therapist and doing the body classes. And the multitude, multitudes of problems have been asked of me. Like, this is a problem couldn't even, the numbers of them. 
Only three times have I ever gotten to see a yes. That's with the body. So most problems aren't actually true. We're creating that. And if you can be brutally honest to see what's true for you, and if you get, oh, it's not a problem, then what can you create? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even kids with homework, they didn't do their homework. They say, is this a problem? Oh, and I think I've talked about this before. It would be, I'd get a no, and they would go to school, and the teacher would say, oh, no one got their homework done. You, you know, you all get a pass. And like, how did the kids know the night's not to do homework? You know, they always knew it wasn't a problem. And when it would have been a problem, they did their homework. So with that, you know, the three, one of them, one of the um, body ones was a girl who was a gymnast that had a bad fall and she tore her ACL. And it was like, I wasn't going to be able to fix that in my office. She needed to go in and get surgery. It was a problem for her because she was a really high-level gymnast and could compete. There was a problem. But she created yeah. possibilities out of that. Yeah. Um, I think she went on to different sports. But it's really rare that you get a yes. Yeah. But that's a great way to look at it like is this actually a problem so you can stop looking at and loving your problem and choose something different mm-hmm. what possibility is here i haven't considered if this wasn't uh, a problem mm-hmm. what possibility is here i've never considered is mm. it another way to start a question you can ask when you feel like you're fixating and sucking what you decided mm-hmm. is a problem yeah well i'll tell you what you and i have a real problem i know i know we i'm do. just one sticking me we do. Uh, and we're going to have to really figure out how we move beyond this. So Glenn and I, by the way, uh, uh, we were talking about one of our favorite uh, television series, uh, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. And let's just talk for those of you. We're not going to give you any spoiler because we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It, it all Everybody was held to such secrecy. Um, even until they did their final episode, right? Secrecy. But they happened to interview uh, the Dragon Queen, who is also in the uh, solo, the upcoming solo movie. And so Glenn and I follow Game of Thrones. And originally the last season was going to come out like this year. It's not. It's coming out in 19. And so we were just talking. And I said, I watched an interview with her and she was talking about the Han Solo film she's in. But uh, what's his face on Good Morning America? Ask her about Game of Thrones. Now, I wish she wouldn't have shared because she started to talk about reading the last episode. They all do readings, right? And reading the last episode. And as she was reading it, and read what her role was and what happens to the Dragon Queen, she dropped to her knees and cries, just cried. And what she said was everyone in the cast had the same reaction. And then I said, okay, did she just create a spoiler alert? And honestly, I guess I'm the last to know because if, you know, those of you that follow Game of Thrones, you've been Googling it. You've been Googling it. And so now Emily, uh, Amelia Clark is talking about her final scene and they've taken that and her reaction. And it says, here, ready? Amelia Clark has filled her final Game of Thrones season eight scene and her reaction has us worried. Yes, this is a problem for you and me. Mm-hmm. What well, are we going to do? Rumor that, like, it's over, like everybody dies or something like that. I mean, what well, is that's it? Now, it would be a prop. Yeah. Well, I mean, Daenerys, it's a rumor. Uh, yeah, but now, you know, but even before she came out with that, 
those of you that get alerts, you you all get me alerts. You all get alerts like Game of Thrones. You may be thinking, like, why are we talking about this? Because this is like positive talk, the Dr. Pat show. No, <laughs> I, I, I watch Game of Thrones. And by the way, I watch Westworld. But yeah. Game of Thrones, for a lot of us, there's some attachment we've gotten to this, right? Mm, I have. I know. I mean, I read the book, too. I also read yeah. too. I, you know, years ago, when my son was being born, like back, so he's 23, I started reading it. I was a big fan. I'm a big sci-fi fantasy reader. That's my um, my love for books. Is those, so. mm-hmm. When it came in, and I actually think this whole series was one of the best series from a book, where they could turn it into oh, a movie, the way so the characters too. were. I, they they yeah. were so smooth. Everyone looked yeah. much, they, they were so similar to who I was reading. About. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So why is it? And I said to you, I'm really a cream puff. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a little crusty on the outside, but I really have a soft inside. And I say, when I saw her interview and then got the, the uh, alerts, I started to cry about this. That's a problem. Yeah. I think we need to ask some questions, Dr. Pat. We need to ask something like, what is so right about that we are not getting? I mean, maybe there'll be another series. Maybe there'll be a better series from a different book we can start to like. I don't know. Um, maybe it's a rumor. And it's not even true. Maybe she was crying with joy. Maybe it's like fake it. news, right? What's that? It could be like fake news. It could be fake. <laughs> There's a lot of that going around, I've heard. <laughs> but, you know, but we do get attached to things like this. You know, I was talking mm-hmm. about this the other day. And, you know, this is the depth by which we create problems in our minds, Right. Um, I went to go see Infinity Wars, and uh, there was an entire row of children that went with parents, like on, like a chaperone, right? It must have been like a class, and they were all dressed up in the characters. And one of the little kids was the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't do a spoiler on this. I'm not going to do it. I haven't seen but it. But I watched this little kid in one of the scenes in the show, contrary to what anybody thought was going to happen in Infinity was, this little kid came apart. And I wonder about if these people that make these, now here we go, if these people that make these ask themselves this question, you know, what is so right about us creating things like this? You know, is it to emotionally connect with people? Is it beyond money? I'm not sure they do, but it really leads me to this question, which tag teams what Maria says. Are we able, Glenna, to ask ourselves the questions about our own decisions we make? When we make a decision, should we be asking what's so right about this and what's so right about this for others affected by it? Because see, Long story, but it really begs a second question. Or do we not have to do that because of what you just, um, the tool you just gave us? It's a different question. Okay. So that's, that's continuing. It's a different, so when you choose, you, I want to ask, if I choose this, right? And you don't want to make decisions. Decisions take us too much choices, and then you can continually choose. There's a different energy to look at. Yeah. How you, yeah. you know, to choose things. Decisions just lock you up like a problem. Yeah. So, what you're choosing, if I choose this, 
what's it going to create? If I choose this, what's it going to create? And then you can also look at if I choose this, what's my life going to be like in five years mm-hmm. or ten years? You can do that with anything, even, you know, I'm trying to think of something simple, like buying a candy bar. If I choose this, what's it going to create in my life in five years? What's my life yeah. going to be like? What's it going to create? Yeah. Could be the best candy bar you ever ate. Mm-hmm. Then, then you can start seeing what your choices create for your future. When my kids were choosing to not do their homework, they already had an awareness of what their future was going to be like and that they did not need to choose that. They had an awareness of their future. So it starts to give you an awareness of what everything you're doing and being creating now is creating in your future. And then you can start choosing everything you want to create now or actualize or institute um, from places that are going to create a greater future for you. And when you're creating a greater future for you, this weird thing happens. It creates a greater future for everybody. When mm-hmm. people are creating from greatness and possibilities and awareness and consciousness, everybody is affected by that greatness. When we choose from crap and problems, everyone's affected by that too. So what do you want to choose to change the world? What do you want to choose that's going to create more? If you're choosing greatness for you, it influences everyone around you. I mean, and I know as a parent, the more I chose for me, the things that were greater from that question, if I choose this, what's it going to create? I'm going, oh my God, it's going to create tons. Or, ooh, that's not very good. I'm not going to choose it that way. My kids got that benefit from what I was choosing too. You know, because mm-hmm. their lives got greater because mom's life is greater. You know, everyone's happy when mom's happy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so important as we talk about this because those of us are in the workplace and I just want to jump over to, to, you know, a place that we spend most of our time in this country. We work, we work a lot and we spend a lot of time. And, you know, one of the things I've loved about learning from you is how I, I, how important it is to bring, you know, what you've shared with me into what we're creating here, because it opens up different doors. And we, you and I haven't talked about this. I hope we can talk about this in the next show. We haven't talked about the energy of possibilities. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to do that because as a team here at Glenna, we made a conscious decision about three months ago to make some changes around how we communicate with each other and to use the questions that you've shared with us. And what's happened here has changed so significantly that we have now an entire new line of business that we're now looking at managing totally different because of that question and getting away from the problem question. So for example, we looked at how long our technology was taking from a problem perspective, and we shifted that. And what we came up with was, what if, what if we could start over from scratch? What if we didn't think about what anybody else said about technology, but what if we looked at the possibility of finding somebody that had everything we needed, then some, and started a parallel process. And what happened with that is we did find someone. And what we discovered along the way from answering this question differently is that not only are we going to be able to build something 
even better than what we planned, but in a shorter period of time. And mm. I don't know how we talk about this differently for folks, um, except to say there really is something amazing that happens from this, right? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm really grateful to hear that. Um, that you're at this question. Well, I'm very grateful these, to you. Um, yeah. These questions over the years and these shows that they're actually, you know, when you use them, they work. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was that was me when I first um, did my first foundation class at the one I'm teaching in Ecuador. Um, things just changed that I never thought could change. It, it worked. I had more ease. I had, you know, just things that I had thought were problems were never problems and they changed. My life got greater probably within a day or two of taking that class. If I look back, it's been almost 14 years now. Um, and it's never stopped, Dr. Pat. It's never stopped. I still have these tools and they still create change and create more. So my life's always expanding. And they, you know, there's glitches here and there, but I have these questions that can get me out of them and let mm-hmm. me see something else that's possible. And I'm so grateful for these questions. For this work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think our next show, if you're open to it, is to really take a journey down the energy of possibility and use real live examples. Some of them, by the way, may be quite controversial, but wouldn't mm-hmm. it be fun to really look at the energies of possibilities versus yeah. probabilities? They are mm-hmm. so contrastly different. And yet at the same time, we don't understand the impact. Glenna, thank you so much. Last question, personal message. And please, how can people contact you? How can they work with you? How can they go to your classes? Yeah, so GlennaRice.com is my website. And then Facebook, GlennaRice, and my page, Dr. GlennaRice. You can find me all those places. And my emails are available there. You can message me on Facebook um, if you want a private session or just to ask me a question. Um, and a message like, what if, what if every problem is a possibility you mm-hmm. never considered? Yeah. What could you choose? Maria, that's for you. Um, one more time, ask that question, because I want to leave everybody with this today. Yeah. So what if every problem is actually a possibility that you've never imagined? Go that a little different. And what else could you choose from that point of view? Awesome. Dr. Glenna Rice, everybody. Yeah, boy. I hope today that the P word becomes your word. The possibility (laughs) word. Possibilities. Infinite possibilities. Man, that makes me smile. Thank you, Dr. Glenna. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Maria, buenos dias. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Dr. Pacho. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.